We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Chris is on assignment today, so I'm going to be flying solo with you, and I'm going to talk about some of the injury news that came out of the 49ers win over the Saints, most notably the Elijah Mitchell MCL sprain. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what's going on at the running back position for the 49ers, and you'll probably hear from my cats as well because they think that it's time to eat, and it's not. So I wish they would learn that. Anyways, we're sponsored by Cooper's Brewing. Visit the brewery down in Santa Rosa. It's an awesome place. The vibes are incredible. The beer is great. There's always a good food truck there. You can go hang out, make a day of it. And if you can't do that, or if you do that and you like the beer so much you want it delivered to your house, you can do that at cooperagebrewing.com. Must be 21 and up. And in the state of California, but hey, you jump onto cooperagebrewing.com, order a case, a four-pack. You can order one beer or mix up a, a case and get a bunch of different kinds and get a half a case, whatever you want. And they'll ship it right to your front door. And it comes cold, so it's ready to drink. It's super cool. The single best way to get beer, in my opinion. Visit cooperagebrewing.com and visit Cooper's Brewing in Santa Rosa. All right, let's talk about these running back injuries. Blue wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. take long for the for the Niners to I don't want to say regret the Jeff Will, uh, the the Jeff Wilson trade I already forgot his name the Jeff Wilson Jr trade right before the deadline in case you forgot they traded Jeff Wilson Jr to the Dolphins for a fifth round pick and at the time there were there were kind of two schools of thought on it that one it was an undrafted player who was going to be third on the depth chart with with Elijah Mitchell coming back and it made a lot of sense to get a pick for him if he was going to kind of languish on the bench and and be maybe a short yardage guy and maybe it might be like a special teamer and, and you're getting a fifth round pick for a guy who was undrafted like that that all makes sense but then there was another side of it where is a fifth round pick worth 
a player who was playing as well as Jeff Wilson was. He was averaging over five yards a carry. He was protecting the football. And he's just always been a really good player for the 49ers since he came in as an undrafted rookie in 2018. And knowing Elijah Mitchell's injury history, he was out for six games last year with a bunch of different injuries. He missed seven games this year after spraining his MCL early in week one. And Christian McCaffrey in the last couple of seasons has been banged up with a couple of different injuries. So there were there were questions about, you know, the the reliability of the 49ers running back depth chart. But at the same time, Jeff Wilson had had given the 49ers a lot and he requested a trade. And I think that's the key thing to remember here. Jeff Wilson Jr. went to the 49ers and requested that they trade him. They got an offer that they wanted and they and they um, acquiesced to his request. So I think obviously with the benefit of hindsight, the 49ers wouldn't have done that deal, even though Wilson requested it. But I, I I don't think that I I saw some stuff on the internet where people were kind of killing the Niners front office and like I said with the benefit of hindsight that's fine. But Wilson requested the deal or requested the trade get done and um now he's now he's a Dolphin and the 49ers are probably wishing he was on their roster. But alas he is not. So let's talk about what they're gonna do. Elijah Mitchell against the Saints. Sprains his MCL, his other MCL. He's going to be out six to eight weeks. Shanahan, after the game, immediately after the game, said they were they suspected a sprained MCL, but they were hopeful that it wouldn't keep him out as long as his first one did. But that wound up not being a case. Shanahan said in his conference call with reporters on Monday that Mitchell was going to be out six to eight weeks, which six weeks that. Brings him back in time for the start of the playoffs. If he's going to be out eight weeks, he might. The Niners might have to make the Super Bowl to get Elijah Mitchell back this year. And on top of that, Christian McCaffrey during the game was dealing with what Shanahan referred to as knee irritation, which is something the Niners deal with a lot. A lot of just like random like irritations. I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if that means minor sprain or if it means that they're that there's some kind of injury that they're not, or if it's just general soreness or there's pain and they can't figure out what it is. I don't know, but it feels like a lot of guys with the Niners deal with, deal with this knee irritation. So he, he being Shanahan said that the team is going to manage that throughout the week for McCaffrey. And I'm fascinated to see what, what his role looks like. Cause I mean, maybe it's just, maybe it's just kind of uh, some kind of bias there. For me, but it felt like rewatching the game that he just didn't quite look as explosive. So uh, again, maybe that's me trying to see something wrong, but I'm really interested to see how he looks throughout the rest of the season because the Niners' options behind him, I don't want to say aren't great because they might be, but they're definitely unproven. And suddenly, a position that going into the Rams game in Week Eight. Yeah, make it easier. Coming out of the bye, when Elijah Mitchell came back in Week Ten, it felt like wow, this running back position for the Niners is going to be remarkable. You have Christian McCaffrey; he can run, he can he can run routes, he can line him up in the slot, he can line him up out wide. Here's all this fun stuff he can do with him. Oh, and then here comes Elijah Mitchell, who's just this sledgehammer, and he's going to average five yards a carry, and he's going to be really good in this 49ers offense, kind of like we saw last year. I mean, he missed he missed six games 
last year as a rookie and still finished eighth in the league in rushing. Like Elijah Mitchell is a really good player. So it went from that, and we we saw what the offense looked like on Monday night against the Cardinals. And he's like, okay, corner turned. Well, now at, at the running back position anyway, they're kind of back to square one. I don't want to overreact to only scoring 13 against the Saints. I think the Saints are a little bit underrated. Underrated. I think they have a very good defense, and I think Dennis Allen is a really good defensive coach. So I don't want to put too much stock in the in the points and the and the offense and what it looked like against New Orleans. My my bigger concern is what does the running back position look like moving forward if you're going to have a banged up Christian McCaffrey. And then Jordan Mason, who I thought looked looked really good on on Sunday, and Kyle Shanahan, I thought it was kind of interesting after the game, or, or I'm sorry, on Monday, he got asked about what what he thought of 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 Jordan Mason, and he said, "quote It was really impressive the way he came in there and ran the ball, the way he protected it too. He wasn't loose with it at all, and you could feel him like he did in the preseason when he got those carries. I know we could from the sidelines, we could see it on the tape, and you could tell our players felt it out there when he was running." So that was real encouraging, and it's going to open up some opportunities for him and also for Ty Davis-Price to get a chance to get back out there. Ty Davis-Price has been a healthy scratch the last couple weeks, and really he's yet to get an opportunity after being a third-round pick. He has 16 carries this year, 37 yards. He hasn't scored a touchdown, and he hasn't played since week seven. And In that game, he played 13 offensive snaps. So Davis Price hasn't really gotten an opportunity. He got a, he got an opportunity back in week two, uh, when the Niners played Seattle. It was after Raheem Mostert had gotten hurt, or not Raheem Mostert, excuse me. Um, it was after Elijah Mitchell had gotten hurt, and he went 14 carries, 33 yards. And since then, hasn't really gotten much opportunity. So I'm really really interested to see who gets those RB2 snaps next to Christian McCaffrey because if McCaffrey's dealing with a knee injury, I don't think his usage is going to be as high. And I don't think the the Niners are going to probably want him taking a ton of carries. So that means there's going to be a lot of the onus is going to be on Davis Price and on Jordan Mason, who looked really, really good. Just to get back to him. I thought he was super decisive. He looked like he did in the preseason. And my big question in the preseason was, man, he was undrafted, and he's 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 it, it's a preseason game. Like, let's relax on on how well he's playing in these in these exhibition games again. And he was playing late in those games, so it was it's not like he was playing against starters. He was playing against guys who who may not even be on rosters right now, much less you know starting and playing in the NFL. So the fact that he came in and in his first real work because. Because prior to week 11, he had just one carry, and that was for seven yards against Denver. And he played five snaps in that game. He played one offensive snap against Carolina. And then he didn't play on offense again until week 11 in, uh, in Arizona, or in Mexico against Arizona, when he carried it four times for 14 yards. And then against New Orleans, he had five carries for 25 yards. And the reason he had been playing over Davis Price was not because of his, his rushing prowess, but because he can contribute more on special teams. Than, than can Davis Price. So, I think there's going to be, I think they're going to kind of figure it out during the game. 
I think they'll have an idea going into practice what they want it to look like. But I think we see a real like running back by committee the way we saw in 2017 and 2018 and and, and into 2019, more 2018 and 2019. But I think we're going to see a running back by committee type of type of look from the 49ers until they find out who the most effective player is alongside Christian McCaffrey and who the best player is that allows them to continue at least to to closely mirror what they're able to do with Mitchell and McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk all on the field at the same time. And what that looks like in week 13 against Miami might not look the same against Tampa Bay the following week or in Seattle the following week. I think it's going to be a patchwork backfield and we may even see Tevin Coleman, who don't forget is still on the practice squad. We know how much Kyle Shanahan loves a player who is just going to know where to be, is going to know where to line up, is going to know what holes to hit. And Tevin Coleman has has been in his career a, a fairly effective receiver. In fact, we saw that from him in the in the Panthers game back in Week Seven when he had a couple of receiving touchdowns, or he had one he had a couple of touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. But in that game, he caught three balls for forty four yards. And he had that had that nice catch on a on a cornerback down the sideline that that on a ball Garoppolo threw up to him. It went for I think it was thirty yards. So maybe they go to Tevin Coleman until they they figure out what they have in in Mason and Davis Price. But I'm fascinated to see and I'm I'm kind of excited to see what a different 49ers backfield looks like. Because Elijah Mitchell is a really good player, and I don't think that Davis Price or Mason will one for one replace him but I think between the two of them the Niners can get a player or can get enough production that there's not such a massive fall off from from Mitchell being out and I think they'll still be able to I think they'll still be able to put a run game together is it going to be as good or maybe as explosive as it was with Mitchell or even Jeff Wilson Jr. maybe not but man, Mason ran hard. And Davis Price, that was that was his thing in college. And I'm not ready to write off write him off just yet. He's a third round pick from LSU and just hasn't really gotten an opportunity in the NFL yet, at least not a real opportunity. And I think that if if a player is worth his salt, the version of that 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 player in week thirteen of his rookie season is gonna be a lot better than the than the player that that played in week two. And that's when Davis Price got those 14 carries and went for 33 yards against Seattle. And honestly, in that game, I thought he looked okay. It wasn't super effective, but I, I thought he ran the ball well and looked for the most part like an NFL running back. So the Niners have some options here. And it may not be exactly what they they envisioned. And it may not be as explosive as it was with Elijah Mitchell. But this is Kyle Shanahan, and this is still George Kittle, still Brandon Ayuk, still Debo Samuel. And we've seen Shanahan start to lean more and more on Jimmy Garoppolo, especially in the first half of the last couple games, in these really wide pass-to-run splits. And I think every team wants to be 50-50. Like, every every coach would go, I think, ideally 50% run, 50% pass, and just kind of mix it up as much as possible, keep a defense off balance. But game scripts change, and... That's not always necessarily feasible, but I think we kind of continue seeing Kyle Shanahan lean a little bit more on Jimmy Garoppolo. 
The game against the Saints wasn't awesome for him. Uh, Garoppolo had three really good games in a row. I thought against the Saints, he reverted back a little bit to... I don't, I don't want to use the phrase bad Jimmy, but I think we saw some of the mistakes that he had been avoiding where, you know, the 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 throw into traffic or the the super interceptable throws and and maybe taking a bad sack here and there. Granted, I think he only got sacked once and it was for a loss of one yard against against New Orleans. But it felt like there were just a little bit of reversion back to some of the things that that make him ineffective and and can really get him and in, in, in the 49ers offense in trouble. But again, that, that was against a very good Saints defense, a well-coached Saints defense, a talented Saints defense, and the 49ers offensive line didn't have its best day. So I don't think that there's there's going to be some uh, slamming of the panic button by Shanahan. I don't think that we're going to see Garoppolo throw it 18 times on on Sunday against Miami. And frankly, you know, we, we've been talking about running backs this, in, this entire podcast, but I'm not... And, and I'll talk about this with Chris on a pod later in the week, but I'm not 100% sure the Niners are going to get a ton of opportunities to run against Miami. I think Miami's going to score some points. And maybe it may not it may not look like the Chiefs game, but I think Mike McDaniel is going to look at that Chiefs game and look at what the Chiefs were able to do getting out on the edges with speed and affecting the 49ers. I granted, Nick Bosa was a little banged up in that Chiefs game, and so was Traverius Ward, and I, and I think they just got punched in the mouth and got... Got some things thrown at them they, they weren't quite ready for. So I think the Niners will will learn from that and and defend, you know, those jet sweeps and and defend that speed differently. But I think Miami's gonna score some. And I think the Niners are gonna are gonna have to put the ball in Garoppolo's hands. Where the the running back the quote unquote running back issue doesn't necessarily come up, at least on the ground. Maybe, maybe it comes up, maybe Davis Price is a is a better blocker. And a better pass catcher, so he plays a ton because they need the pass blocking and the and the and the receiving ability. I'm not. I, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of either player to know who's better at what. But the moral of the story is the Niners. I think are going to figure this out on the fly, and maybe it does mean more Tevin Coleman. They're going to put Elijah Mitchell on IR. At least that's what Shanahan said the plan is. So Mitchell will go on IR. That'll open up a roster spot, and they can plug Tevin Coleman in. If that's what they want to do, I, I I would almost, I would rather personally, this is just me, Kyle talking. I would rather they just go with Davis Price and Mason and see what they have. We know what Tevin Coleman's going to give you. And it's just, he's just there. He's a guy. He can produce a little bit, but if you're leaning heavily on Tevin Coleman, I I just, that's not, that's not going to lift your offense at all. I think there's a chance Davis Price and or Mason is good enough that it can lift the offense that little bit. Are they going to get to where they were ceiling-wise with Mitchell? No, probably not. But I, I I like the idea of giving Davis Price and Mason real cracks at at the NFL than, than putting Tevin Coleman back in there for, for 25 snaps or whatever it is. That's my thought anyway. And Shannon didn't even mention Tevin Coleman. He said it was going to be more opportunities for Mason and more opportunities for Davis Price. And I, th- frankly, based on what we saw from Mason on Sunday, I think he earned it. He ran hard. He looked good. And Shanahan talking about the Niners feeling him. I just, I, I don't think that can, that can fly under the radar. If he's going to bring it, it's kind of like Debo Samuel brought that kind of edge, that kind of nastiness to the Niners' offense. 
And I think, frankly, that's something the run game's been missing a little bit. Like Christian McCaffrey is is, a, is an excellent player. I don't I, I don't want to disparage him, and and I don't want to act like he's a super finesse runner who who can't run through somebody because he can. But there's just been that 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 kind of double birds. We're just gonna get downhill and and run it down your throat. That mentality that that seemed to carry the Niners into and through the playoffs last year just hasn't quite been there. And I think Mason is a player who can get them there, especially with based on what we saw against New Orleans. I want to see more of that. And that's the player Ty Davis Price was at LSU. He was a monster. And he was he was he had good speed and he's he's elusive, but he's also going to run through somebody's face. So I think there's going to be a new level of physicality in the Niners run game. Whether it's Davis Price or Mason or both, couldn't tell you. <laughs> um, I wish I had more insight on that. But I do think that it's something they're going to figure out as they go. And I think one of those two players, I don't, I don't know which one, one of those two players I think is going to be a really productive back for the 49ers. And I still like them to win the division. I still like them to make a little run in the playoffs. And, you know, as good as Philly is, as as good as the Cowboys are playing, I I, I still think the 49ers can, can beat anybody in the NFC on any day. So... Really tough matchup coming up against Miami. We'll see how the running back stuff plays out. I'm still I'm still concerned. I want to put a pin in the Christian McCaffrey knee irritation because that's just something that just that doesn't sound good, especially for a player that relies on elusiveness and explosiveness the way he does. It doesn't sound awesome. So let's make sure to keep an eye on that, and and we we definitely will. Uh, expect maybe some some limited practices or maybe a, a no practice for for McCaffrey one day this week as the Niners kind of manage that knee pain, and I'm I'm excited to see what they do to replace Elijah Mitchell because I think there's a chance that it could be it could be a, kind of a breakthrough moment for one of these rookies and could be really really fun to watch if you're a uh, if you're a fan of the 49ers or, or you follow the 49ers so. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will be back. Chris will be back later on this week. We will have a, a Niners-Dolphins preview pod. We'll also, we never, so because of our weird travel and holiday schedules, I was, I, I won't get into the, the nitty-gritty of it, but basically drove down to Southern California and then down to Arizona on Thanksgiving um, and, and was doing a wedding, and, and it was just a whole, it was a whole ordeal. So, um, didn't get a chance to do a preview pod last week, but we tweeted out our Cooperage six pack. We didn't go over that on Sunday and I'm not going to go over it by myself. So we will also go back over the Cooperage six pack later in this week. And then we will, if you didn't see on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, you don't follow us or whatever, um, we'll name who we picked. And how we think they did. And then, of course, we'll have our Cooperage six-pack for this week as well against the Dolphins. So stay locked in uh, to your feed. We're going to, now that the holiday, the Thanksgiving holiday anyway is over, we'll start getting back into more regular recordings and and start getting pods back out to you on a, on a more regular basis. And Chris will be back later on this week. If you don't subscribe already, please do. Those subscriptions help us a lot. There's some stuff we kind of want to build out with this podcast and your subscriptions or your friends' subscriptions or your parents or whoever, anybody who's a Niner fan or a football fan in your life, tell them to subscribe to Candlestick Chronicles. They don't even have to listen to every episode. Just subscribe, download the pod, leave a rating and a review. We would appreciate the hell out of it. I'm going to speak for Chris on this one. 
because I know he would appreciate it too. I won't speak for him on a lot of things, but that one I, I, I know he'd be down for. So thanks everybody for listening. Subscribe, rate, review. I really appreciate it. And we will talk to you later on this week.